Hey there! It is our first episode ever of 2L and Back. And so before we jump into the episode, we wanted to tell you who we are and why we're here. I'm Reese Bernard. I am the editor-in-chief and CEO of Autostraddle.com, the world's most popular website for LGBTQ women and non-binary people. And I'm also the co-founder of ACAMP, an annual retreat for queer people in Southern California that is co-directed by my friend here. Who are you? Oh my gosh, I am Kristen Russo, and in addition to co-directing the wonderful ACAMP, I've worked with LGBTQ communities for the past decade through my work on Everyone is Gay, My Kid is Gay, I wrote a book for parents called This is a Book for Parents of Gay Kids, and I also co-host and produce Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. In this podcast, we are going to be recapping every episode of The L Word one by one. It will be around 95% spoiler free. There's a few things that we might allude to that were common knowledge at the time. But in general, we're going to try to keep it as virginal as possible for those of you who are watching it for the very first time. Wow, what a journey you are going to be going on with us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we want to take a, a, just a hot second up here at the top to thank a couple of people. Uh, Lauren Klein, who is our sound engineer. Kara Sykes, who designed the beautiful logo. And B. Studwell, who is responsible for the theme song you are about to hear. Buckle up, kiddos. We're ready to go to L and back. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And Hi, I'm Reese. And I am Kristen. And this is To Ellen Back. Uh, to Ellen Back. <laughs> I forgot we're, we were supposed to we're say it together. That's great. Up. No, this is great. This is an auto straddle podcast that recaps every episode of the iconic lesbian series that we all hate to love, The L Word. Today we are starting with episode one, The Pilot. However, it's a little confusing because technically The Pilot is a two-hour episode. So if you have the DVDs, which you should, because... <laughs> You should watch it on DVD because that's the only way you can actually listen to the original music because all the streaming and digital downloads have the have different music on them and the music is very important to the episodes. So if you're watching on a DVD, pilot part one and two are like the same episode. But if you're watching on Netflix, which I understand realistically all of you are, it's two separate episodes. And so now I... I have a question, Reese. Yes, I'm sorry Kristen? to interrupt you, mm -hmm. but um, I watched once on Netflix and then I watched once on Showtime. Uh -huh. um, and I imagine that the Showtime episodes have the correct music, right? Because they own the show. I don't or know. Do no. <gasps> I'm not sure because... We're going to have to do some research. Yeah. I mean, I've done some heavy Googling to no avail. <laughs> <laughs> um, also because all the words involved in this are very ambiguous words. So it's like hard to really Google what I'm looking for. But um, right. we might have to just ask Showtime which will okay. probably be the first of many communications they'll be happy to receive from us. But stay, I <laughs> Stay tuned in our next episode where we let you know where the music mm -hmm. is correct and if, and if Kristen has to buy the box DVD set, yeah. which I I'll embarrassingly don't have. Okay, thank you, Reese. You're welcome. So, so today we're doing the first hour of the pilot or the first episode, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. It's called La Pilot. La and, Pilot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This episode was directed by Rose Troche, and it was written by Eileen Shagan. And it aired on January 18th, 2004. 
What were you doing on January 18th, 2004, Chris? Obviously, I was watching The L Word. Were you? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally watched the first episode live and in real time. Like, with, did you have like an L Word party or was it just I don't, your girlfriend? Did you have a girlfriend? I, I did have a girlfriend. Um, I'm sure you'll hear about her a lot during this series because she was my girlfriend for the whole first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name was Jen. <laughs> Not to be confused with my now ex-wife, Jenny Owen Young. Right. I just, I really am into Jens, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, her name. There's a Jenny in the show, too. So it's. Yeah. Yeah, something a lot to think about. Uh, so yeah, so her, uh, her name was Jen and we had been together for a year at this point, we would be together for five years. And I think that we watched it with friends, but I can't really remember like, you know, if the premiere was a thing that we did with, I know we watched most of the episodes with friends. It was like me and Jen and, um, my friend Randy and whoever she was dating and my friend Lex and whoever she was dating. And then usually our friend Jeffrey and his boyfriend, Andrew, and we would like congregate somewhere to watch the L word together. Well, according to my diary. Wow. Got the receipts, huh? Yes, I do. Uh, I was, too drunk and angry to go out for Christine's birthday party. And I was worried that Scott didn't care about me at all. Wow. Yeah. So, so you were not watching. I was, no, I was a, I was a heterosexual at the time. Gotcha. Or gotcha. I believed to myself to be heterosexual at the time. So I was not watching. No. Well, before, uh, before we get into what this episode is about, it is our inaugural episode. Yes. Right? So I feel like it's important. You know, we've kind of cracked open the top of this can uh, of heterosexual and homosexual worms. Mm. Um, so we and, should define and, homosexual for the people. <laughs> yeah. So that everyone knows what that is. Um, but I, but yeah. So when did you then, what's your relationship? Like, how did you come to the L word? Were you like, I'm coming out and this show exists or? Um, my friend, Becky told me in college, she was like, you should watch the L word. It's so great. It's like, it's like sex in the city, but lesbians or whatever. And I was like, absolutely not. If I watch that show, it'll turn me into a lesbian and that's terrible. Wow. And I don't want to do that. Right. Um, and then I went, I, I left college. I moved to New York that summer and was sort of starting to like explore my sexuality, you know, <laughs> my, my bisexuality at the time. And then I was, and Netflix had just started like as a thing. Oh. And so my my roommate and I were like watching a lot of shows. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch The L Word, and then started watching it. Wait, so I, what year is this? This what is like end of two thousand four. So this is like okay. This is like I had a boyfriend, of course. Um, this is like November of two thousand four. Okay, so you were you were you entered pretty much at this almost at the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched all the seasons as they aired, except for the first one. I missed the first one because I was like. I was in this thing with Scott. It was very complicated. So you were literally Jenny Shack. Yeah, I was. I was on the Jenny track, and <laughs> and yeah, and I started watching it, and as expected, it did turn you gay. It did turn me into a lesbian. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, I watched it with friends, and eventually, like as I became more of like a writer, and I had my blog, I decided to start recapping it, and my recaps are on the L Word Online, and they sort of jumped they, that was sort of the beginning of like what autostraddle became so my relationship to this show is very intense it, it birthed you yes it birthed me um and so what happened to scott was that his name mm-hmm. what happened to him he's still out there he has a beard now <laughs> yeah. not not a beard like dana fairbanks but an actual no a real uh, beard it's a big, real beard yes. Really um, wow. Yeah. I was super, super gay uh, already at this point. And I don't remember like 
there must have been some kind of marketing campaign and mm-hmm. i don't i don't it was rem- same I, like, sex I, different city wow so i don't remember if like we saw signs in new york and we were just like fuck yes um because i i got showtime for this show that i know and it's interesting to me that you said netflix was around because i remember ordering showtime every time that the show came back for the show and then canceling Showtime and only paying for it. I don't remember even having Netflix in my brain at that time. Well, it was the DVDs. Um, hmm? It was like Netflix DVDs. Oh, where you would get them shipped to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Which was torture because we only could afford like a one DVD plan. So after we finished it, we'd have to wait like a whole week for the next episodes to come <laughs> and we'd be going insane the whole time. That was probably when I started Googling like Shane. God. Yeah. Yeah. So I um I watched all of the seasons as they aired, and um even when I didn't want to, you know, like I felt a very big obligation to as you should have, uh, yeah, to the series. Mm -hmm. And I, it's hard to say. It's like when I watched the show, I'm like, did we model our the way we looked after the show, or did the show just really like, you know, clock the year and what? lesbians were doing at that time because it feels i mean they were Did in you LA, have the so same leather pants that um alice had shane, at the party in the party shane scene? or alice yeah there's a lot of leather pants in this yeah. uh no i had no leather pants but my girlfriend you have the, like weird rose-colored glasses that bet was wearing like the weird yeah glasses. I did. Yeah. I actually have a, there's a picture that exists on the internet already that I was like, I have to repost this when the L word, when the L to Ellen back airs, because it's really me and my L word era glory, um, wearing glasses that are basically those. Um, I, I wasn't was joking. as, I didn't think you were actually going to say that you had those. Uh, I know I did. I mean, they weren't those, but they were basically those. Yeah. And like, you know, I was not, uh, as wealthy as, uh, some of the characters on this show are and others are not yet still appear as though they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, they dress very well, but yeah, I don't know. So anyhow, that's a little, I'm sure you'll hear a lot more about our relationship to the series uh, as we get into this season, but figured like it was, we figured it was a good place to start uh, chatting. Shall I, shall I tell the good people who are listening to us what this episode is about? Yes, Definitely. According to IMDb, everyone, this is the one where Bette Porter and Tina Kennard have been a couple for seven years and want to start a family. Their next door neighbor, Tim Haspel, I didn't even know Tim had a last name, is about to form a couple when his girlfriend, talented young writer Jenny Schechter, (laughs) moves in. (laughs) That's what it says. That's what it says. I didn't write it. Soon, mixing with Bette and Tina's circle of lesbian friends, Jenny learns that her Midwest university may not have prepared her for what she will learn about life, lust, and love in Los Angeles. Wow. So, you're welcome, everyone. Something that I want to start with out of the gates, Reese, is the establishing shots. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, we're going to get to fucking ovulation. (laughs) And boy, don't you know, I have a lot to say about this (laughs) baby making process. Uh, But I want to start with the establishing shots in Los Angeles, because when I watched this, um, I had no concept of what Los Angeles was. I had maybe visited once or something, you know, and now I'm rewatching it. And I lived in L.A. for three years. You live in L.A. right now. And I was like, this is exactly what Los Angeles feels like. Like the establishing shots, I was like, I feel like I'm in my car driving around L.A. Right. So they did a good job. Yeah. Although I think it was a light traffic day, you know, when they had the the highways. I was like, the highways are moving today in L.A., you know. (laughs) That's true. Maybe it was. 911, there's never any traffic that drives me nuts. 
also there's a part later on where uh, Tim and Jenny are making out and they like haven't pulled away from the stoplight yet and everyone honks and yeah. I was like whoa 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 <laughs> guys like this is not how LA LA does not honk and I know because when I moved from New York I mean eventually they'll honk yeah. but they're slow honkers mm-hmm. they don't honk that quick I never That's honk. A, no that was like a New York because glass houses throwing stones you know <laughs> uh anyhow Oh, I have. Okay. I know that we want to get into ovulation because. Because <laughs> everyone does. Who doesn't want to everyone. get into ovulation? I want to get but into I, uh, ovulation. Let's ovulate and make but, a baby. Yep. I'm going to write the songs for this podcast. <laughs> I'm ovulating. Let's make a baby. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. One day we'll start a Patreon page where you can get all of Reese's <laughs> songs uh, at the $5 level. But we don't have that here for you today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we get into ovulation, the I want to say that the first person we see is Tim, mm-hmm. uh, like literally the first character, which made me write a giant note, which is the first person we see is a man and the first sex we get, mm-hmm. like the first real sex mm-hmm. we get is straight sex. Yep. So just and a pinch, you know. It's Oh, wait, no, it's not the only sex scene, but yeah. I mean, it right, basically it's not. Is. It basically is. It's like there's like the scene of, the of pool. Shane and in the pool, but that's like there's like it had. Like, I have some notes she literally, on that too. Yeah. Okay. Good. We'll we'll talk about okay. that when we get there. But yeah, the other sex scenes, uh, the queer sex scenes, are like either really short or like in a fucking doctor's office. You yeah. know, like they're not. Um, okay. So let's get to um, ovulation. Am I gonna say to you that you're ovulating, and you're gonna say I'm mm-hmm. ovulating, or reverse? Well. Yeah, you're going to say to me that you're ovulating because I want you to like, you know, really be triggered. Really, really relive yeah. my past, <laughs> my fertility past. Yeah, like, I've you never have ovulated, say- so it, it's meaningless to me. <laughs> but you have to say because Bet says to Tina, you're ovulating. And oh, then right. Tina says, I'm ovulating. So I would say, Bet, come here. And then you would say you're ovulating. But you want to say that I'm ovulating. Oh, this is already falling apart. Just like Bet and <laughs> Tina's relationship. <laughs> So, and there's something too about the fact that like the first, like the, this series is complicated for me. (laughs) I'm reliving it. I've only watched it really one time apart from like a couple of random episodes here and there that I've seen since. And like, I just feel like either the women in the series are totally non-sexual at all, or they're like literally the most over hypersexualized you know like there's like not a middle it's just like i don't really? know so far so far okay. I'm, i've only rewatched the first episode yeah. but this episode i just felt like everyone was either like ovulating or fucking in a pool and there was like <laughs> nothing in between for right. me um that's true that was like that in this episode yeah in this right I'm, yeah. and i i don't remember i, I barely remembered this i did remember the <laughs> ovulation yeah but. Uh, when I watched this, as you might imagine, for the first time, I didn't know anything about ovulation, nor did I know anything about trying to have a baby with another woman. Mm-hmm. But now, everyone, I am your resident expert um, because I have not only, us. yeah, I've not only like tried to get pregnant with uh, another woman, but like multiple ways. Yeah. So as we progress through this episode, uh, I'll be giving a lot of feedback. Did you ever <laughs> try the the penis, the pussy, the baby? The I, you know, it's the one that I did not right, try. Right. Though I will say that when I worked at a hedge fund, which I was doing during the airing of this series, I had many offers from the gentlemen that worked there uh, that they would help me create a baby. Um, but we had to, you know, do it the natural way. So this mm. fa- fucking scene is spot on. <laughs> uh, um, 
dudes, you know what I mean? Dudes. Man, man. So we open in at bed. Well, after Tim is like setting up a table and then uh, Bed and Tina are naked in bed. Then I guess they put on their pajamas and go to, to the matching bathroom. matching set. <laughs> yeah. To go to the bathroom. <laughs> Tina's ovulating. They're going to make a baby. They're going to make a baby. And we learn later that they've been trying to make a baby yes. for six months. Yeah. Um, perhaps, Reese, part of the issue is that they stop at the planet to get sodas with the sperm before they fucking take it to the doctor's. Like maybe, just like maybe guys be a little bit more rushed. Just feel a little urgency, a little bit of a sense of urgency. when did they do that? Well, you don't see them do it, but like- Oh, they they have the sodas. I think they went through a drive-thru though, because those were like Sonic cups. Even if they, oh, okay. But even a drive-thru, like I can't tell you how precious yeah. a, a cup of sperm is when right. it's outside of a body and needs to be put inside of another body. Like Fair. no one's just like cruising along in their car, like chatting it up, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I just feel like maybe they need some notes. Oh, Especially no. in LA because traffic is so bad. Like they could have had like an hour drive uh, home. She exactly. should have just gotten in the back seat and dumped it in. But I agree. Um, <laughs> so Yeah. They're trying to get prego, um, and then and then we kind of we scoot to the planet, and we meet, which is not the real planet, by the way. This is what do you mean? Uh, starting in the next, like in epi- the first, I guess episode one or two or one or three, depending how you look at it, it's a different set. Mm-hmm. I see. So yeah, we meet Marina, who owns the planet, which I forgot completely meet, that she. Owned we meet it. Shane, who doesn't talk to anyone before her first shot of espresso. Yeah, and we meet Dana, who's a closeted tennis player as we're told mm-hmm. in that scene and then I think four or five Every additional other. scenes <laughs> after that um, yep. we meet Alice who I think she sort of established herself as like the gossip type there yes and the um very judged bisexual yes mm-hmm. and, uh, and and also uh, she loves writing a listicle which like I see you Alice you know yeah, who doesn't <laughs> um so yeah that was like great exposition everybody really delivered in that scene <laughs> um and then they're going to Dan Foxworthy, the the shrink to the stars. Yes. Who Tina just called up. Right. And got in. And this, so I guess, <laughs> uh, whatever. We'll, we'll skip around a little bit because I, I, let's just talk about the shrink, right? Because when Beth's like, I don't think a male heterosexual therapist can possibly understand. I was like, correct. Correct. But also then it seems like the show makes like takes pains to tell us that he can't. Right. Which yeah. was very disjointed to me because because like you read at the top of this episode, the directors and the writers. Yeah. It was all women. Uh-huh. Fucking hell. Yeah. So I just thought like as soon as Bet was like, yo, dude, I just don't fucking trust you. I don't think a, a straight a cis white dude. I don't think she said cis because I don't think anybody said cis in the year 2004. Nope. But uh, I don't think you can understand what, what we're dealing with. And I thought that was going to be the whole thing. And then instead he was like, actually, I know everything. Yeah. And I was like, what? He then explained lesbian relationships to them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, they, and, and Tina was like, hell yes. Finally, somebody who understands. Right. But also, I don't, he's not a good therapist. No, he's a horrible <laughs> therapist. He literally was like, maybe you shouldn't have this baby. And yeah. I was like, what therapist? Is like, hey, I know you're on your way to go to an insemination, right. but maybe you should not. And also your first, ther- I mean, this is all, it's television, so everything's crazy. But your first therapy session is when you have to tell your therapist every terrible thing that's ever happened to you, all of your illnesses, all of your issues. The first session is just like a nonstop, at least when I was in couples therapy, which obviously didn't work. Um, Same. <laughs> 
<laughs> we we each did it. We had a, se- a separate session. We each had a separate session and then we had a together session right. so that she could see like how we both perceived it. You know? Yeah, you're definitely not going to get advice to please don't put that sperm into your vagina. Right. I mean, it was two hours. Like they That's wanted us to know that Ben and Tina hadn't had sex in sounds like they for three years or like they had sure. been having not a lot of sex for about three years. Sure. Which I think is and- a separate issue from having a baby yeah I agree you know what I mean? and which is kind of what bet was saying mm-hmm. you know it was like and that's what I that's what frustrated me about this scene a little bit is that the like bet was saying all the things that bet was saying seemed spot on but the way that like the character was being portrayed was like just this totally detached bitch and and I had I really wished that there was a little bit more credit given to bet's opinions because I felt they were the valid ones in the room. <laughs> is that because you relate to the person who shows up on a business call <laughs> You know? Yanking my headset out of my ear. Like yeah, often that was... Bet does the things that I am like, oh my God, that's me and I hate me. <laughs> you know, like I, and I mean, cause that was so, you know, yeah. I have to take yeah. this. You know, ugh. And that's, and I, we're really, I mean, like any pilot, like we're establishing the characters. Yeah. So everything's kind of heavy handed in this episode so that we like really get it. That Bet is busy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tina is, is really, really ready to be pregnant. Right. Yeah. She quit her job for this. Yeah, she quit her job to make a baby. Yeah. So Jenny gets off the plane at the Vancouver airport wearing yes. gigantic <laughs> pants. Um, she's so happy to see her her burly swim coach boyfriend. He is a hunk. You got to get him He is that. a hunk. He tells her about the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and she's like, can we go there? And he's like, yeah, as many times as you want. They never, they never go there. Which is realistic to yeah. living in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. You're like, like, I'm so near the Pacific Ocean. I haven't seen it in months. <laughs> love to go to the beach so yes jenny is here she looks cute i want to say mm-hmm. that her uh velour blue jacket i'm really feeling and she's feeling it too because she wears it multiple times during the episode i think someone sold that to um crossroads because i literally bought that exact jacket last week <gasps> wow you really are living the jenny lifestyle aren't yes, you? yes i'm also insane and insufferable <laughs> no i love jenny that's a that's a, that's a warning also to everyone at home i'm a big Jenny fan. You're a Jenny fan. I, I'm on the fence about Jenny. I'm not an anti-Jenny. Um, I mean, I hated Jenny with such a pa- fiery passion that I somehow wound up like having a lot of room for her in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a journey. So yeah. if you haven't gone on the journey, yeah, it is. Good it luck. is Jenny. Jenny specifically is a real journey. And then, and then <laughs> Tim has turned his like made her a writing studio. Right. Which he turned is the garage. So nice. I was like, wow, like, I mean, I knew that at the time, obviously, but now that I'm actually grown up who lives in LA, I'm like, that's like a really, I mean, I guess he couldn't Airbnb it. That wasn't invented yet. But I'm like, that's really like, you're really (laughs) setting her up. That's, that's so kind. He really, he really like very much cares about her and loves her. At least that is what we see today on this episode. Um, and I, I want to tell you, Reese, that <laughs> up until watching this episode again, the whole time I thought that Tim and Jenny lived in the, the garage house <laughs> of Bet and Tina's house. Oh, like the in-law, <laughs> which is, that's like a California thing, right? The like in-law houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, like in your backyard, gra- flat. a lot of people have mm-hmm. these like houses. They usually don't have bathrooms and they're right. like. Eventually, Jenny starts calling it the tool shed. I forget in here if they say it's a garage or something, but they're like these in-laws. They're like these one-room sort of like cottages in people's backyards. And sometimes people rent them out. 
as separate houses right. or sometimes people like, I guess originally that's where you put your in-laws. Right. When they came to visit, right. you know, they would stay back yeah. there and stay for a month or whatever. Um, but I, I, I was a revelation to me when I was like, oh my God, that's a house that's theirs and it's next to Bet and Tina. Mm. They don't live in the guest house mm -mm. of Bet and Tina. No. Okay. So that's, wow. that's where I'm coming up from everybody. So, so we talked about the shrink. We hate him. He's not a good shrink, whatever. Um, and of course there's like these little comments from, um, Tim to Jenny, like, it's not as traditional as you might think. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> the way they, the way Girls they set up each like lesbians here. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to, yeah, get ready. So then I didn't need to go to the artist's studio so that he can masturbate. And they're like, my favorite part was, yeah. I love what he's doing with paint or whatever. <laughs> right. He's so, he's so free with his paint now. Like, <laughs> but yeah. also let's just for one second, this man goes behind a piece of white cloth that yeah. there's a spotlight on the floor <laughs> behind mm -hmm. him so that we can see him jerking off. Yeah. And also he is completely free with his noises um, standing two feet away. And I just want to say as someone who has used a known donor, <laughs> that's not the way that this works. Even if you're like the hippiest of hippies, man, like just go in a room and close the door. Also, yeah. he comes so quickly. It takes him one half of one second. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a problem throughout this program. <laughs> but I think that, um, I, but I do, I like the way that shot was like set up. Because I think what they're trying to establish is this is a very non-traditional way to have children. And it's also very weird, you know, especially for two lesbians. And so it's sort of right. the contrast of like, oh, here we are, like looking right. at the art, commenting on his bold use of paint and texture which is like very specific artistic feedback um you know that really illuminates for me what his work is but totally you know they i think they're sort of like trying to show that that weird contrast um but i mean it's ridiculous but it's also like i sort of liked i liked the way it was framed and set up I think. yeah yeah i, I see what you're like, saying like the art of it but i just i think yeah. i'm rooted in the reality of it and i was like God. i really liked what they were doing with paint yeah. <laughs> Also, there was a very specific choice to put the painting on display right in front of where he was jerking off yeah. as a wedding dress. Uh -huh. uh, so, like, I see you, artsy, artsy humans who made those choices. Um, <laughs> oh, right. So then Jenny is creeping in the backyard yo. and sees Shane <laughs> get naked, leap into the pool with her leather bracelet so, on, which I guess I used to do because I had that leather bracelet, obviously. So did I. And yeah, and I did, I did often bathe or swim with it on, but... Um, so first of all, a good thing about, there's two things about this scene that are notable and that is that one, okay, there's just one, <laughs> which is that we can see that Shane has a full bush, mm -hmm. which is important representation yeah. because especially at that time, the like Brazilian bikini wax, the like taking was very, very popular. Mm -hmm. And it was like, these women are just, I mean, whatever you want to do with your pubic hair is fine. Right. If you want to take it off, you don't, everything is completely valid. But at the time you didn't really... That was that was sort of the zeitgeist. And so, it, yeah, I'm sure that that's how people think of the spirit of the times is what people are doing their pubic hair. But like, you know, so that was that was good. Yeah. And um, it was like, it, you know, she had a full bush, but she also had obviously like uh, trimmed and made the bush tidy, you know, which was her. It was like they they put a lot into that shot is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she obviously had bush 
Bush there confidence. it is. There it is. When I wrote Bush Confidence down in my notes, Reese, I said, oh, this is where I am in my life right now. It was like the perfect <laughs> snapshot of like the podcast that we were beginning was like instead of writing like <laughs> vampires or fucking demons, I was writing yeah. Bush Confidence. Um, so Shane starts fucking this girl within, I'd say, six, two seven seconds, seconds two yeah. seconds. There's like no kissing. No. I mean, not that I need there to be kissing, but it just seems like maybe... <laughs> you would spend a little more time before right. but you know to each their own yeah i mean this is this is instructional a lot of people watching this had never had lesbian sex before so <laughs> they were like get in the pool get in the pool turn her over fuck her yeah also yeah. a horrible place to fuck is yeah, the pool. yeah. <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> i don't mean to like spoil anyone's fun but like mm. maintaining lubrication in a pool is very yes, difficult it is yeah you would you would think it wouldn't be because right. it's a pool it's a, it's an entire body of water but it in fact is not it's not i mean i'm sure it's, i hope someone asks us and it's like i love pool sex it's my favorite place to get fucked in 30 seconds but like it it's not easy guys so no. like if i were i thought the pool was going to be like make out actually i don't know what i was thinking when i first saw that i was probably like jenny with my little like eyes bugging oh, out of my head yes. you know and her like yeah <laughs> so jenny dies so Jenny, yeah, falls. Jenny, Shane, and Shane and that girl. blonde with the good tits, apparently. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and the transparent <laughs> right. underwear that was cute too. So if you want to know what Reese looked like watching Shane fuck this girl in a pool, it mm -hmm. is depicted for you in the character of Jenny. Um, it is, yeah. So and then we go to the doctor's office, where you know I don't mean to surprise you, but I have a lot of issues with the doctor's office as well. <laughs> Um, but first of all, the, the first issue I have, Reese, is, and I'm into it, but the doctor literally is like, you can fuck her now. She doesn't say that, but she says that. And then she fucking winks at her. She winks at her. <laughs> what doctor winks at somebody? I didn't so, notice that. Yeah. And then, and then, and this is true, right? Like, it, depending on like what kind of insemination you're doing, having an orgasm can like pull up the sperm. That's a true fact. But let me tell you what you probably don't want to do uh, is go down on your partner right after someone's fresh sperm has been put in there. No, I mean, it's right before they were going to put it in, not after. Oh, so they never even put it in. Mm -mm. Oh, interesting. I see. I knew she went out and they looked at the sperm, but I thought they had already put it in her. Mm-mm. Okay, so then that makes more sense to me, Jesus. I was surprised that Bet was so. I mean, I, I think again, it's like they're sort of establishing like Tina's kind of like down, and Bet's sort of like, oh, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. But it was yeah. like, first of all, yeah. So I was like, come on, Bet, like just do it. You're making Tina feel weird and like undesirable mm -hmm. in the doctor's office when she has a sheet over her when she should feel beautiful. Yeah, but also, why didn't Tina just masturbate? Uh, that's that was my biggest question. Is like, I would have been just... like, take off your shirt, and I'm gonna masturbate. Exactly. <laughs> God, I really, I'm so appreciative of how much I see you, Reese. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the the part where the doctor's office goes from like a little bit off the rails to me to completely off the rails is when she's like, Bet, you got to get in here and take a look at this. I'm like, what? And then Bet, the biologist, heads in there. <laughs> they don't look like they're moving very much. Like what in God's name uh, is happening here? But whatever, it's fine. We got to have a close-up of a microscope looking at sperm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, right, the sperm don't swim. Uh, so now they have, you know, two to three days of a fertility window to find a sperm donor. And I don't know, Reese, I just feel like these are two pretty smart ladies 
who probably would not have chosen to rush into. I mean, it's a great plot device for us to have a party with straight men at it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I just yeah. I feel like, you know, they've been trying for six months. They got this shitty news. They probably would just wait till the next cycle so that they could like consciously interview people and like yeah. talk to people. But instead, they decide to invite a bunch of dudes to a party they're having and go one by one trying to get their sperm. Right. Well, that was Alice's idea. This is also when they're at the planet doing this, which is after Jenny goes to the food co-op and sees that there are positions available. Um, they go to the right. planet. That's when we find out that Alex is bisexual. Yes, um, in a really uh, problematic way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you can, but you can feel like Dana is just like, like when Alice is like, you're going to die in that self-loathing homophobia. It's like you are like, she's clearly just like really dealing with a lot of internalized homophobia like a lot yeah. like she doesn't want Shane to come by in her gay outfit even though literally everyone there is already wearing a gay outfit and she also doesn't want like and and she wants Alice to make up her mind between dick and pussy which isn't even necessarily that's not really whatever anyway right right but to, but also it's like you know it, it is partly that Dana right as as we will continue to learn Dana is just like cocooned in a shell of fear um about her sexuality and her career and all these things but it's also indicative of i think a lot of the sentiment at the time and still of course bisexuality is still stigmatized but like in 2004 like these were things like my friends were saying oh yeah you know um and i still have some people in my life who will say things like this like well just make up your mind you know um so i do think that it was like so in the consciousness at this point that it makes sense that Dana's saying it. Um, I do appreciate Alice just being like, eh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think she kind of turned into a joke and Dana went along with that, which I appreciated. But yeah, I mean, this show has like pretty big problems with its treatment of bisexuality in general, um, which is more so about, which isn't really about this scene because that's more about like two individuals and their feelings, but there's definitely like, you know, other problems that we'll address as we get into the, the get into this. And I can't also, wait. It was also funny when like they none of them could think off the bat of any men they knew who could do it. You know, she, <laughs> yeah. Maria's like, I'm sure we can think of someone. And I'm like, this is to- like like I was like, I I don't know who I would suggest. Well, Seriously? I would suggest my brother, obviously, because I want to spread, you know, the genetics of my incredible genetic line to around <laughs> the world to every lesbian. My, I hope my brother never listens to this. He's going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's one way to ask your brother for a sperm. Yeah. He's tall. He's Jewish. Um, but I thought that was realistic. But then also yeah. they do have some men they could invite over. Right. There's like three, right, that come over. Yeah. I mean, also, I what about Tim? S- that, thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say the whole time they were at the party. I'm like, um, the best sperm donor is obviously Tim. Just ask the man for some <laughs> sperm. He seems pretty chill. He, he seems lives like in your backyard. You don't have to fucking go in your car and stop for uh-uh. a soda and kill all the sperm on your way. Right. You can literally just get it fresh. Yeah. Oh. But I think then, because I was like, what about Tim? Which I, for some reason, had never thought of until I was watching this yesterday. But I think they wanted an artist, right? Oh, right. Ugh. That's like, that's like so people at the beginning of a fertility (laughs) journey, you know, they're like, he has to be this and he has to be that. And then like, once you go through like the five, you know, circles of hell, you're just like, is, are you a dude with sperm? (laughs) Give it to me. I don't fucking care anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They were very particular. Yeah. And also they, they see Jenny, Mm -hmm. right. For the first time. at the (laughs) Dana makes that incredible face. (laughs) It's like. Dana's amazing. Yeah. 
<sighs> and then what is this note that I have? We're at Tim and Jenny's. Why this is, is when, this happening? Because Jenny tells Tim, I saw your neighbors oh. having sex. I'm like, why am I screaming in all caps? And she's why like, is you know, there happening? was one one of the girls. When she describes Shane, that's definitely not bad. Right. Because I feel like they have the whole scene with like, Thinking that they're fucking to Tina and Bet fucking, but right. it's, yeah, if you listened like, to any of the details, yeah. you would be able to tell. Right. But like, what a choice, Reese. <laughs> you have thoughts on this? Like, we are watching a fucking show about queer women, and uh-huh. the first fucking real sex scene we get uh-huh. is a dude having uh-huh. his girlfriend tell him about fucking two women fucking so that he can get off and they mm-hmm. can get what? That's <laughs> sexuality in two thousand four. Wow. I, I think it was. I mean, it's obviously commentary on how, you know, s- like straight men are titillated by lesbian intercourse, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know why I used the word intercourse. I guess it's hard not to <laughs> when we're thinking about a Just scene in case where any we're, straight men were being we're subjected to heterosexual <laughs> intercourse. Although I did appreciate that Jenny's one leg that's hang- that's like coming up at the end has tights on still. Yeah. Because yep. I feel like that's very consistent for her. But yeah, no, I feel like. <laughs> This one was like, I watched it on my own. I was still like, I, at this point we were what, 10 minutes in. So I wasn't gay yet. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I had been watching this at the time, like as an actual, like self, you know, self-realized, but I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? The first big sex scene we get is heterosexual. Right. And it's, it's so weird. It's so crazy. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm sure the first time that I watched this too, like I was just like, whole, I think that like our minds were so blown by even having queer women lesbians on television that like it nothing else mat like I didn't even think to think past that you know um I mean there was definitely critique from the beginning like this feels like it's for a male gaze or whatever and that was pretty Mm. directly male gaze so after this sex scene which like whatever uh, (laughs) we learned that Tim is a swim coach Mm -hmm. his this is a weird scene to me. I don't think we need to talk about it very much, but it's just like, why did we establish that the high school student has a crush on him? Does that come up later in another episode or something? It's college. Oh, it's college. Mm-hmm. When he so, says yeah. like, we're going to something, something, because at the beginning he says something about USC. I think he's talking about like their meet against USC. Oh, I thought that they were, t- he was talking about like recruiters or something. So yeah, I thought no. that she was in high school. Got it. No, so, yeah. I think he's a swim coach for, I believe the auspicious California University. <laughs> um, which has been attended by, yeah, I know, um, Kelly Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bet will teach there eventually. It's a very popular school <laughs> on TV. <laughs> very popular. And then we go back to the planet where mm-hmm. we get, and you know, this episode for us, Reese, is important because it's the first episode. They're really establishing stuff. And so far, they've established a few things. And this <laughs> scene, I think, establishes that, like, that they are talking very openly about things that we normally would not hear spoken about on television up until this point. You know, we go right into like, what do you do with your butt hair? Um, And then like, Mm -hmm. this is the scene we've already kind of like referenced, but like they're talking about trimming and bush confidence and like all of these things, which (laughs) yes, your face, Reese's face is like horrified. What's going on over there? My first note on this scene is everyone is dressed like a clown. Um, (laughs) And then... If you don't have bush confidence, you'll never get laid. I wrote "God help us" in all caps. Can you um, do you want to elaborate on that? Or I, I feel like they were trying to make fetch happen here. You know, mm. like no one has ever <laughs> talked about bush confidence. 
And no one ever will. Yeah. That's not and true. It's, it's a very That's basic. That's not true. There's, a, there's somebody that, that was speaking very much about Bush confidence at our last day camp, very openly and genuinely. So oh, it does right. Happen. I remember that. Yeah. When she was saying that she completely stopped shaving all of her pubic hair and it was yeah. fine and her girlfriend thought it was fine. And we all collectively were like, yeah. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. like. Yeah, it felt powerful. So we yeah. had that conversation has happened, but right, but no one has ever used the term bush confidence. <laughs> I mean, they're basically saying if you don't feel good about your body, you're going to feel weird about having sex, which is like, yeah, right, of course, yeah. I'm into it. I'm here for fetch to happen. <laughs> I, I, I just like I think that it's. I think that for so many of us, for all of us pretty much in 2004, like it was just so taboo to even think about talking about stuff like this, that even Mm -hmm. though they were trying to make it happen, like, I don't think it felt like that to me at the time. Like, I think that, I think I was like, ooh, people are talking about like hair on their bodies and like openly because I didn't feel like I could talk to my friends about those things. Oh my God. Heterosexual, we talked about it constantly. We would get the penis together. Queer, I think like queer women probably do too. I just... I didn't feel like I hadn't felt comfortable being open. You didn't about, have bush like, confidence. I did not have bush confidence in yeah. 2004. I don't think uh, I had a bush in 2004, to be honest. And you know me either. Yeah, it wasn't a time to have a bush, really. No, I mean, Bushes Britney Spears not... didn't have one. <laughs> oh, well, with that beautiful end point for that scene, um, Jenny doesn't know that gay people can have babies. But she would um, love some rosemary. Yep, she gets some rosemary, uh, which would have been a great thing to trade for sperm for Tim's sperm. Here's you know some rosemary, what, though? Some sperm. Mm. I don't know if you noticed this, Kristen, but he, Tina says to Jenny, they're meeting. They have a the gay men have a baby group and they are yeah. meeting at a house on Ogden. Oh, I didn't notice. Reese. I went I even pulled up fucking Netflix and because the captions on my DVD are Chinese because of the weird way I ordered them from Amazon. The story I elected not to tell. But um, <laughs> so to see the English subtitles, um, I looked on Netflix and it's Ogden, what? which is the street I live on. I won't tell you where That's I live on Ogden. Crazy. Right. I uh, when you said it, I like knew that it was a street you lived on, and I wanted to say that, but then I panicked because I didn't know if we were supposed to say okay, it. But then mom. I was like, "She's telling the story." My so. mom is so worried all the time. I'm going to tell people where I live, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then and then what? Who knows? Uh. You know? Although I actually have had issues with that in the past, but anyway, yeah. So Jenny tells her that she wrote a story called "Thus Spoke Sarah Schuster," which mm-hmm. is neat. And then um, <laughs> tells her to go back to school. Yeah, yeah. Tina said she wants to go back to school. That was definitely dropped and never picked up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like one line of dialogue, right? I feel like I I guess I could have forgotten. But then Kit gets pulled over by a cop. Yeah. When I first saw this, for some reason, I thought that Kit was in Vegas. Yeah, it's a weird. It does look. it's 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 just Hollywood Boulevard. It is a very Vegasy shot, though. It is because yeah. there's like a lot of neon lights behind her, which I think is to establish like she's a performer, yeah. a musician, and she's like where the sparkly lights are, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where the sparkly lights are, Kit. You can find Kit Porter, <laughs> the famous musician Kit Porter. We learn that Kit. Well, I guess in this scene we don't learn anything about Kit. We no. just learn that she has uh, gotten pulled over and seems a bit antsy. Gives her ID to the cop. So we'll come back to that when we mm. dig more into Kit. But um, then we go to the party. The party. <laughs> what a party! What a party this is. 
we get some choice lines yeah. like right out of the fucking gates. Yeah. Um, there's two women fighting uh, about <laughs> like their friends and the and um, I think Alice no Bet says to Alice, lesbians think friendship is another word for foreplay. No, Alice says I- it. Alice says it yeah. to bet. Yeah. Because I think they're uh, also establishing Alice as like she's the one who has like she's the lesbian cultural commentator. Like she's like labeling everything. She's thinking of a list about it. You right. Know. Oh, and then oh, so is it bet that says how you have you ever noticed that yeah. when Shane walks into a room, someone leaves crying, which yeah. is that's pretty classic quote, I think. It uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> it was also I feel like that was in a lot of that one is in a lot of like previews. It's it's like it's yeah it's a it's a very it's a very classic line and shane is just like (laughs) like i guess reese what i want to ask you is like does shane stay like this forever is this really the level of shame that shane holds for this whole series because it is something to behold (laughs) yeah it's sort of supernatural like she just looks at someone across the room and then boom 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 you know also, there's like a part. Listen, I don't know if you're listening to this and you're rewatching this the shows with us, but you really should because yeah. it, it's worth seeing with your own two eyes. There's a there's a moment because Shane, of course, like eyeballs a, a blonde across the room, and then within three seconds they're making out. <laughs> While well, I wouldn't making... say a blonde, it, I mean, I'd say more like a pink. Uh, that's true. <laughs> okay, uh, so she she Shane as she's making out this girl. She like looks at Dana and somebody else in mid makeout, like sexually, like, look at me, guys. And I was like, what is happening? I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I, I watched I like to watch the episodes twice because like the first time I need to take it all in. And then the second time I often like notice these like crazy things yeah. like that. Go back and watch it. It's hysterical. But I love when like Lacey, who, by the way, was at the time Melissa Etheridge's wife. Yes. The actress Tammy Lynn Michaels who plays her. When she like runs out and tells Jenny and Tim, she's like, you can't just do that to people. And Jenny's like, oh, okay, I'll tell her. And it's just like, welcome to lesbian life, sister. You know, (laughs) it gets better from here. Oh, so then Tim recognizes Dana, which throws Dana into a spin. Dana's trying to (laughs) pretend she's dating this guy Harrison who is very very gay and and is like crushing on Tim immediately like he just keeps giving Tim gay eyes yeah (laughs) he's also like I actually really love their like comedy duo dynamic I think they play it really well like when he gets drunk and she like slams a towel into his martini it's really funny I think they do and he's holding his like Cosmo with like a very what's known as like a very like gay pose and Dana's like aggressively mixing drinks <laughs> you know, it's so it's like you're not doing it. You're not doing it, guys. You're yeah. not doing it. Um, and then, Reese, we get to the part of the show where everyone talks about the length of their ring finger to their index finger. Yeah. And we once and for all to uh, confirm for the Internet our sexuality by measuring right now. Um, Which one is you your got? ring finger? Your ring finger is the is this one. It's the one next to your pinky. It's like where you would wear a wedding ring. And then your index finger is your pointer finger. I had an engagement ring once. So you should know what your ring finger is. Then. I didn't, I didn't have, I rarely wore it. I, I got one up on you, girl. I got, I had a wedding ring once. So you know what I mean? <laughs> so mine are Jenny Schechter. I am, they are the same exact length. Yeah, mine are the, mine are the, 
I don't know. I, mean, I think mine are the same. We did this. I'll put a link in the Autostraddle post about the podcast. But okay, yeah. Aaron did a roundtable about it with Autostraddle writers a few years ago where we all like tested the theory. Um, did it come? F- I feel like it existed before the out. Oh, like I, this was like a thing. I remember doing it. I think. Before well, yeah. The I mean, in Elward, they say this is science, so it's definitely, right. definitely <laughs> science. Yeah. Uh, I love so how they're both. All, this this is like, no, it's fine. It's all fine. Tim is a lesbian too. I wrote. Yeah, down. Tim um, is a he he's, thinks he's very funny with his lesbian joke. Yeah. Um, shut up, Tim. Right. Uh, so then. Okay, then I have my note about Shane looking at everybody while kissing the girl. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, snooze fest, Tina and Bet are, like, interviewing dudes. Uh, every time that that happened, I just didn't take any notes because I was bored. Nobody wants to give them their sperm at the yeah. end. Yeah, uh, well, also, I don't, this must have been later, but there's a guy who's like, oh, you know, you don't want my genes. Like, my, we have buck teeth and manic depression i'm like i have buck teeth and manic depression right. like what where are there guys out there that have none of like and also it's shingles he mentions shingles which like yeah what, is he's... this like the oregon trail like no one talks about shingles but or maybe they do i don't even fucking know what shingles is to be honest but like it sounds ancient um th- all the things he listed i was like dude like every Which family has of... bad genes somewhere we, right don't we Right, which is kind of what, right, they eventually get to the bottom of. But the guy probably doesn't even have any of that shit. He's just, like, literally just doesn't want to do it and doesn't know how to say right. no. When he's like, and we drool, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> also, what? Do you, like, watch your grandparents drool? I don't know. <laughs> so then we get to the meat and potatoes of this fucking party when Alice sits down with Jenny and sexily unbuttons one of her leather jacket buttons, just FYI, starts a flirting. Oh, wait, but before um, this, before this, mm, mm-hmm. Harrison explains that the new joke is not the U-Haul joke. It's the turkey baster joke, right? which is incorrect. Incorrect. Um, never happened. But it was a good way for um, to communicate with the heterosexuals at home that there was a U-Haul joke, although they said moving van, so I don't know if that was like a... You know, Were they not allowed thing. to use? Yeah, you all. I wrote, Shane is making out with a girl from Portland. Uh-huh, um, for 100%. And, oh, and then Dana's like, everyone here is a lesbian, blah, blah, blah. Like, gets mad at Tina and Bet, And they're right. like, we love you, but this is not our cross to bear. And I was like, solid response. And then, and then yes, we get to Nisha. <laughs> God, I went to college. So I, I thought about you watching this scene between Alice and Jenny and Marina Reese because you are incredibly well read. Um, and and so I thought like maybe I know autobiography of red because um, I don't know, because I guess I know I'm why. gay. And yeah, why? <laughs> Do I know auto, I own autobiography of red. Do you want to know why? Why? Because your ex-wife sent it to my ex-girlfriend. Oh. Instead of her yeah, favorite I book. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that Jenny, but I think that came through other, like, it, it didn't, it wasn't like Jenny sourced it. Like, right, that's, yeah. I know that Jenny was the one who read it first and then she she told me to read it. But I think that it just was born because of being gay. You know, right. like, I think that it's just like the I really think that, well, whatever. And Ann Carson <laughs> and Ann Carson is brilliant. Autobiography read is brilliant. It was a really good book. But is Amy Bloom a real person? And a, yeah, a yeah. Real, yeah. See, I, don't, <clears throat> I, I actually own Come to Me, which is the anthology that Jenny references. I and knew you would. <laughs> Amy Bloom is bisexual. Um, and she also, I think maybe she has a trans kid or something. So she's written about trans stuff and she's written about 
Um, like some of her stories are, are have gay elements and some don't. Um, but yeah, so Silver Water that Marina references is an actual story that was in a Best American Short Stories anthology in the early 90s. Um, I obviously looked this up yesterday. I own like four <laughs> books by Amy Bloom. And do you like them? I do. Am I, I sure it... that I, I know that she's like, well, she's like, when it comes to like female short story writers, like she's a big, she's a big one. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that I read her a lot, like, especially like in high school and college and I was studying writing. I'm not positive that I didn't decide to actually buy, start buying her books and reading them from cover <laughs> to cover until I saw this episode. I wouldn't put that past yeah, me. I'm sure that that happened to a lot of us, you know, a lot of humans. And yes. I, I figured that she was real. I obviously, as you can tell, have not read any Amy Bloom, but perhaps She's I really shall good. begin. Uh, but I figured if they were referencing Ann Carson, that they were probably also referencing another real person in, in Amy Bloom. Um, Reese, you know more about the series than me. Do we ever find I'm, out what their fucking favorite book is or the book no. that's moved them the most? That's mm-hmm. unnerving to me. That's <laughs> unnerving. I must know. But I know they're really short. You know, it wasn't a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. It yeah. was like <laughs> Ishmael. So I need to give like a proper shout out to this moment, right? So we just in case you're wondering, we're on a couch. Alice is in the middle of Marina and Jenny. They're talking. They're having like like uh, book sex yes. via Alice. Yes. Because um, Alice was trying to hit on Jenny, but it wasn't. Working. It wasn't working. Yeah. I, it was not working at all. Because Alice, Alice and Jenny listicles. never. They just aren't. They're not meant to be. Yeah. So then Alice is like, why don't you both tell me your fucking favorite book in my <laughs> ear? And, um, she's like so over it. And they both tell her, and it's obviously the same book. And she's like, I'm going to leave you two to get fucking married. And then yeah. Marina says, what did you say? <laughs> and Jenny says, I don't even know what Jenny says. The point is the camera suddenly goes Uh from like across Uh the room to like inside of Marina's mouth as she's like, what did you say, Jenny? And I die. I, it's so funny. And that's all. Yeah. The weird eye face scan. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's one of those like really classic L word moments that like no one ever should defend. You know, like it, it happened. We were there. We saw it. It was weird. Um, Jenny's teeth look great, you know. Yeah. But it's very like head, shoulders, knees and toes, you know. Yes. Um, but that's they're really connecting. They're having, um, you know, famous contemporary women writers lists. By the way, like the idea that Jenny would have already been in one of those anthologies is ridiculous. But it's, it is. Totally I mean, so bananas. is her entire writing career. But right. Um, so then the classic lesbian move here, Marina follows Jenny to the bathroom. Jenny goes in the bathroom. Marina goes in the bathroom and they make out until Jenny panics. Of course. First of all, Jenny never pees. Yeah, she doesn't have the chance to. Second of all, this is what I did for my entire 20s. Yes. Anytime that people go into bathrooms on the L word, I'm like, is this the scene where they're going to pee on each other? You know what I mean? Like, I know there's one out there and I never know. It seemed soon, but it wasn't this no. one, guys. Yeah. They, <laughs> okay. This this to me, like, I honestly think. I don't I mean, first of all, like, that's a that's a, that we have this one thing, right? There's all these other things, all these other places we don't have access to these spaces that we can't be together. But we do have one advantage. Well, two. One, mm-hmm. we could have sleepovers. As, I mean, hypothetically, obviously, I was a heterosexual teenager. But people right. could have sleepovers and get away with stuff that they might not be able to with someone from the opposite sex. Yep. And the other is that we can go to the same bathroom. bathroom. 
But this whole move, I was like, I guess that's how they do it. And that's what I did. And that is how we do it. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Like, that is a thing. It is yeah. still a thing. It's alive and well. Yeah. Um, bathroom, making out, bathroom, sex. But Jenny, of course, which makes sense. She freaks out because, of course, she likes making out with Marina too uh -huh. much. So she does what any respectable human being would do when they're trying to cram their homosexuality uh, under the rug. She runs out. She finds gives him. Gives him a beezer. And takes him home and gives him a blowjob. Yeah. And then fucks him all night long. Yeah. Um, and, and Still without peeing. Like, <laughs> she had to pee. She was waiting to pee. I hope Marina peed before she left the bathroom, you know? Marina, you know Marina peed. Marina's just, like, fucking <laughs> down to like, business. Yeah. I will now pee. <laughs> um, okay, so then uh, Kit's storyline is is has progressed, right? Like, Kit mm. has gotten pulled over. The cop has come over, taken her ID, found out it's suspended. She's, like, mentions that she's going to be singing with a Neville, a Neville brother, he loves the Neville. Whatever. This is a weird thing. Mm. Do you understand why this is here? Like this. Oh way. yeah, to establish that Kit is famous and that she's uh, has a checkered past. A checkered past. Okay, so the cop brings her to the party, mm -hmm. um, and you know let, lets her off easy, like makes her leave her car or whatever. But we really then learn that Kit. We don't know why, but Kit and Bet have a very strained relationship. Like, mm -hmm. why wasn't Bet gonna go to Kit's show at wherever she was playing? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Why is she upset that Kit's there in the room? We don't learn mm -hmm. any of this yet, but um, but yeah, we established that like, oh, these two are half sisters, as pointed out by Bet, mm -hmm. who's pissed that she's there <laughs> and famous, um, and that they don't have. It seems like they don't have a good relationship. Yeah, and then it's the after party. Yeah. Very realistic after party. I like felt the energy in the room of like yeah. the end of the party. You're all sitting on the couch. Talking about Everybody's... the new male. <laughs> yes, yes. Of course. A topic of conversation. Shane's with the girl from Portland over on the chair. They want to go home and fuck. So Shane's they do. wearing the white tank top and leather bracelet, which is also what I wore for that entire era. <laughs> I was God. just wearing that outfit, pushing <laughs> girls against the wall in, in bathrooms. <laughs> that was uh, that was what that was being gay yeah truly um, but um, yeah shane says weird things about male seeds and being sensitive yeah and then the party's over everybody goes home we learn that bat and tina don't need help cleaning up because they have their cleaning lady coming mm. i feel like there's like little little things in the like sprinkled through the episode to let us know that bat and tina are well off um, right. like they wrote they want to make sure we know they have a pool yeah. they have somebody cleaning their house um and then you know, there's some like morning stuff, uh, Jenny and Tim. I don't know that any of this is like incredibly important. It's like Jenny and Tim wake up in the morning. She's falling asleep in her studio. He tries to touch her boobs. She's not having it. Yeah. When he started to do that, I was like, she just woke up. Give her a yeah. minute. Like leave her nipples alone, man. Yeah. She, um, she also said she like woke up and started writing at 3 a.m. So we know that she's been artistically inspired by her, um, mm -hmm. you know, 30 seconds in heaven with Marina. Well, I mean, Marina screams muse, if, yeah. if you ask me. So, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Alice and Dana, no, Tina and Dana are at a spin class, yes. um, which I think is also like pretty classic uh, L.A. culture. And mm -hmm. also like I, I buy it as lesbian culture, having a crush on your spin instructor, you know? Yeah. Also, Tina looks cute in her bandana. Yeah. Tina looks great on the bike. Mm -hmm. I yeah. was really into Tina spinning away. Um, I and also, and like, Dana's just, like, so horny, you know? 
Dana, oh, because Dana's so repressed, yeah. you know? It's like when you take your sexuality and you keep it in a bottle, you want to fuck more than anybody wants yeah. to fuck. She's like, I want to see this instructor's tits. It's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do you? Like, yeah, I wasn't too into the spin instructor myself, but okay. And she says she only likes girls who are unavailable or straight, which is funny because she herself is unavailable. <gasps> Um, I mean, we, not really, but basically. Oh, like because of her home internalized home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess she's not really unavailable, but like she's in a, a she's secret. in a specific situation right. that's difficult, you know, totally. or complicated rather, which was n- normal at the time, you know, like her fears were valid. Yeah. Um. So we move along to the planet. Yep. Um. Where we get. Where Jenny is dressed like a sewer rat, I wrote. Yeah, she's wearing the blue jacket again, but now she's wrapped a black piece of lace around her head, which is very confused. At first, I thought she had dreadlocks. Like, I was like, oh, oh what's Jenny doing? <laughs> but she had just wrapped lace around her head. And she is, of course, only shown up to see Marina. Uh-huh. And it's really funny. This is like... I have I come to like really appreciate Jenny because she's fucking out of her mind and she's consistently so, you know? Mm-hmm. And like this this little tiny scene where she like walks into the planet and she's like she's like gonna order a sandwich and she's like, never mind. And then yeah. Tina, I think, turns around and is like, What are you doing here? She's like, I'm just leaving. And then <laughs> Tina's like, Why don't you join us at our table? And she's like, Okay, I will. I will join you at your table. Like she's yeah. so fucking weird the yeah. whole time. That's that's also me. Like I would totally walk in and be like, Oh my god, it's too crowded. I don't know where I'm gonna sit. This is too much. I have to leave. I hope no one saw me you know I've like pulled up to a gas thing to put gas in my car and been like I I don't know if this is working or not and then just drove off you know like (laughs) I I get so anxious about like basic consumer transactions (laughs) Um, so yeah Jenny winds up sitting down at the table and she's talking about her stupid writing workshop Oh, and then Marina comes over <laughs> and says, hi, Jenny, which I can't. Hello, Jenny. Any, anytime I see Marina's, there will be, uh, this is a spoiler. It's so weird for me to like say things in future episodes because I'm so used to not. But there will be an, an episode down the line where Marina leaves Jenny a voicemail. And it yeah. is like one of the most, Hello, I, like it's in my, it's in my brain so deeply. Yes. <laughs> Definitely use me that voicemail every now and then just for kicks. It's really it's it's timeless. Um, but everything she says is is in the spirit of that voicemail, which is this, you know, this yes. like it's this insistence, and I think that like it's very titillating to Jenny. This like yeah. overwhelming confidence. Like Marina has no doubt that she is going to be successful in this interaction, yeah. and and that confidence makes it true. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, like, manifests you manifest her own. Yes. You know, I guess success, but also like she's just so. And Jenny's so frazzled and she seems to like that, which that is kind of concerning as a personality trait that she seems to enjoy kind of like when Jenny is flustered. Yeah. 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 Um, like she likes that power. Right. Yeah. I mean, Marina seems like to get off more than anything else on that power. Yeah. Like it is about Jenny to a point, but I think it's about right that Jenny's inexperienced. She's nervous. She's scared. And she like has a boyfriend. Yeah. She's not. She doesn't ever say it, but she tries so hard yeah. to say, I'm not, I'm not. And then she's like, what, uh, a coffee drinker? Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Marina By the way, in Wikipedia, so she's described as the European owner of the planet Coffee House. Oh. Because I don't think they really, I don't think they established, I they think she's like where Italian she's or from. something, like way I later. Think she, yeah, I think that sounds right. But yeah. Anyhow, uh, she invites Jenny. Jenny's like, I gotta go. And, right. and she's she like, I'll walk muscle you. car is sexy. 
Yeah. Also, Marina looks like I'm not super into Marina, generally yeah, speaking. Neither. But I will say I would like to spend a little time with Marina <laughs> at that car. She looks gorgeous. Her hair is perfect. Yeah, she looks her so hair pretty. Is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but she says, like, we're having a special night, radar. But she just says a special night. Like, that's it. Well, I think that I, I kind of got that she was not telling Jenny that it was a women's night so that Jenny would show up. Like, it felt a right. little manipulative. Uh, I don't know. But I think yeah. it, it felt intentional to me that she just said it was special. Yeah. Um, and then let Jenny show up. And then Jenny like, was like, no, thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. Which I love. Like, I yeah. love that Jenny was like, nah, bye. Also, it's um, called radar. Just so we all know that. So that's on our radar. You know? So that's on our radar. Yeah. Great. Um, so then we already talked about the creepy sperm dude who, um, of course, yeah, wants but to this have is actual... another, this is another classic, classic moment of the L word, that line, the like, the penis, the pussy, the baby thing. Yeah. The, the penis, the yeah, pussy, the, penis. the baby. And which, he just which... the passionate mm, 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 thing. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I still, I think I like was still with my boyfriend after watching this episode. Like I still, I hadn't broken up with him yet. <laughs> this is when the foundation cracked though. Yeah, but like this is little... the beginning of me being like, I don't know about that anymore. God. Like his, it's so, it's so weird and funny, you know? Yeah. But also so I don't, I've never, like, was that something that you never considered doing? Having sex with a dude to yeah. get pregnant? Um, Like we would talk about it, but it just like jokingly kind yeah. of, but it never seemed... I don't know. It's just like you in in my estimation, like if we had done something like that, it would have been like going out to a bar, you know, yeah. and then it's like you don't know who the fuck you're sleeping with. You don't know. You just don't. There's so many variables. Did you ever consider planning it? Because isn't it? It's like so expensive to. Well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who can't afford the whole like process do that. Right. Sure. But you don't have to have. I mean, when we were using a known donor, yeah. he would come over to our house jerk off downstairs give us the cup and we would do the oh, insemination right. upstairs like you don't have to go which is i mean whatever i'm not going to get too much into the fucking fertility bit of this whole thing but like for them to be doing what they did you would think that they were doing an iui instead of an i race don't get me started <laughs> but no we didn't really consider doing that because there's no there was no real reason right. to do it unless you were going to go sleep with a random dude yeah. and just like not need legal document you know just be like right dishonest and whatever about it yeah um, anyhow, the penis, the pussy, the baby, Tim and Randy are doing some work. Shane has the best nipples in town. These are my last little trickle down oh, notes. Yeah, this but is, well, cause no, cause first they go to right after that scene, we go to the plan. Everyone's like laughing, but Tina's upset. Everyone else like finds it humorous, which just happened. Right. Tina's like, doesn't find it funny, which is the beginning of when, you know, Tina is going to be a wet blanket. Yeah, but I, you know. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was very frustrated. I'm like, oh my god, you know, there's so much more shit we have to go through. Is this ever going to be over? Am I ever going to get pregnant? Shane is still wearing the same shirt she's been wearing for three days, um, or maybe she has several wife beaters. You could buy them in like a, you know, a, like a four pack, as I did. Right. Because as I said, I also wore the same thing every day. Also, Reese, we need to stop for a second that you yep. just casually uh, called the shirt a wife. No, I mean, but like, I think that it's. I think that it's. It bears calling out that in 2004, there there wasn't a thing in my brain that possibly thought that there was anything wrong with that. Like, yeah. I mean, possibly. Like, it didn't, when I realized what I was saying, like, I didn't even realize what I was saying, you know? Yeah. It was like, that's what that's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, that's the word. What but, the fuck? Yeah, that's really fucked up. 
But that's still, when I see those types of shirts, I think that, because it's not the same thing as a white tank top. It's like, it's like a white men's undershirt. A ribbed, yeah, it's an undershirt. Yeah. Um, We should call them uh, white men's undershirts. Yes. Faith Lahane wears a lot of uh, those shirts in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. So I've had to circumvent my instinct to say (laughs) wife beater many times. It's real. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyhow, we're at radar. We're barely at radar, really. Um, right before, Jenny before... is going out she looks great she put on she eye looks, makeup she does she looks really yeah. good I'm into she, it she Tim and Tim tells um Randy that Jenny is a recluse and so he wants her to make friends yes. or whatever yes. little does he know little, yeah, little does he know what kind of friends um, she's about to make and then apart from learning that Shane has the best nipples in town we kind of okay but also up... I'm sorry yes. apart from, let <laughs> what like that Shane also, has the no best one, nipples. First of all, no one has ever talked. I'm sorry, no one has Never. ever talked about this. And no. also by saying someone's nipples are the best, that means you're saying other nipples are not good. Which is yeah. like, what is the hierarchy? Like, what's a good nipple? Well, well, according to them, they're small and pink and pink, which is racist. Which is racist and also like, it's just weird. It's, it's so a weird. why is a small Who's pink nipple? Like, I don't think I've talked about the appearance of the nipples of anyone I've had sex with to anyone else. Same. Like, Ever. why? Hey, at least some things for the L word didn't rub off on us. We didn't start <laughs> talking about people's nipples. You it know? was such a weird... And then they're like, nipple confidence. But yeah, that was like... Again, I think it's like they're trying to sort of, like, coin lingo or create lingo. Like, we're, yeah. like, making lesbian culture. But, like, that does not work. No. And I also just... I hate the idea of everyone, like, comparing... You know, obviously I have great nipples, so this would work out well for me, but like, <laughs> no, but I mean, I just hate the idea of like these girls sitting around comparing what people's nipples, nipples look like. That's so fucked up. Yeah. It's, There's no it's, such thing as bad nipples. Everyone's nipples are valid. Agree. Except for Chandler Bing, who had three nipples and also he's a man and his name is Chandler and he right. was the worst. Even if you have three okay. nipples, that's also fine. Yes, I agree. But unless you're Chandler Bing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. The best nipples in town. I'll never get over that. Yeah. Um, and also, there's a girl wearing a hot pussy t-shirt. Ooh, I missed that. Who just bends over and starts kissing Shane. Oh, yeah, that girl mm-hmm. um, who Dana had a crush on. And, of mm-hmm. course, Dana's just, like, always being thwarted by Shane's uh, magical spell that right. Shane casts over the bar. Right. That's how uh, nipple confidence comes up. Right, right. <laughs> Even though, I mean, we're going to see Dana's nipples later on, and they're great. And they're great. So, Dana's got great nipples. You know, everyone's like, the the key to <laughs> the key to being a good lesbian is to be confident about your nipples and your pubic hair, is the message <laughs> in this episode, which is interesting. Interesting. An interesting uh, idea. Also, Marina saying, I thought she'd like radar is like, oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> Marina. So Jenny is walking through the bar and this girl comes up to her and looks at her. Right. This also was a very false idea of like how easy it is to just make a connection oh with my a stranger God. at a lesbian party. Seriously. But it's hysteria. I laughed out loud when this happened because the girl is like, hi there. And Jenny just looks up and says, no, thank you. <laughs> like, to the girl's face yeah. and then leaves. Yeah, she's obviously overwhelmed and horrified, which is sort of like how I probably would have felt. Well, no. I mean, the first time yeah. I went to a lesbian bar, I just like stood against the wall for like three hours. Or the first time I went to a lesbian bar, like in the genuine spirit of 
The first time I went to a lesbian bar, I thought I was straight. And that is actually what mm. happened. Like a woman came up and was like, are you with someone? And I was like, I have a boyfriend. Oh, my God. So you were, you really are Jenny Schechter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> I did date like sort of like guys who were not, because I'm, I'm an artsy, I'm an artsy lady. And I would mm-hmm. date guys who were like not, you know, they were more like yeah. bro types or whatever. Right. Like Tim. Wow. I can't wait to see how this unfolds as we compare and contrast Reese yeah. Bernard and Jenny mm-hmm. Schechter. Um, so yeah, that's the that's, that's how the we end the to be continued kind mm-hmm. of little pilot. Also, why did they call it pilot? They couldn't have called it something. Le like, pilot. They, huh? Le pilot, yeah. The first episode of most shows are called pilot. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say all, but what if I'm wrong? Well, it's no, because Buffy the Oh, maybe just some shows don't wind up using their actual pilot and they redo their pilot. Because the first episode of Buffy is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hmm. The first episode of a lot of shows is pilot. Interesting. All right. Well, Reese. Yep. Here we are. Still gay. We did it. Yep. We did our first episode. We did our first episode. I had so much fun. I had so much fun, too. Just like Jenny did at Radar. <laughs> I, li- I hope that everyone can hear the paper rustling that just happened in between that. It, sound- it seemed like you were like a newscaster. You were like, like uh, just like Jenny just did at Shuffle at Shuffle Shuffle. Um, yeah, so I think, and I'm, you know, really excited to talk about the back half of this episode. Yeah, same. Um, should we tell everybody uh, who we are and, and let them know where to find us and stuff, just in case they really like what they heard? Yeah, you can find me at the planet talking about pubic hair. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll be in Bat and Tina's pool naked waiting for somebody to come in and have sex with me. Yeah. Just so you know, there won't be very much time between when they enter the pool and when they enter you. Me. So, be, okay, so, so maybe get lubed up <laughs> ahead of time. Uh, yeah. But in all seriousness, uh, this is an auto straddle podcast. So you should go on. Oh, over yeah. I am Reese and I'm the editor in chief of autostraddle.com, a lesbian, bisexual, queer website. And that's where you can find me. What if I like you, you personally, and I want to follow you like mm. on Twitter or something? You know yes. what I mean? Uh, Auto win, which is A U T O W I N. That is my Twitter handle. That's my Instagram yeah. handle. Boom. Yep. Uh, my name is Kristen, and um, I do not run Auto Straddle, but I do hang out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a podcast called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which I mentioned. It's about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So you can check that out if you like vampires. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Kristen Nolene, which I have to spell all the time. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. It's not Kristen online. It's not Kristen online. Thank you. So thank you for listening with a capital L. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week. Yes. On to Ellen Back. We sure will. Laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.